Hello and welcome to season two of the VE Voidcast. It's episode 13. Uh, my name is Rick, and I'm joined as always by Devin. Hey, Rick, it's the new and improved season two, Devin. <laughs> season two, Devin, uh, fundamentally different from season one, Devin. Season one, Devin did not watch half as much hentai as season two, Devin watches. Season two, Devin, uh, 87% more hentai, 10% more enthusiasm. He's really stepped his game up from season one. My body's ready. <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, this is the first, this is episode 13, but it's the first episode of our kind of second season, we're calling it, because we revamped the format a little bit. Uh, episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, right, Devin? Yep, we're going we're gonna to try to give you something that's quicker to swallow. So we're we're going to work on some, some bite-sized cast for now. Um... And then maybe we'll expand that later on. Because we've been we've been too loose, running too long. We're, yeah, who has we have time a tendency to, to waffle? To two little garbage kids talk about games. We have a tendency to waffle, so we're cutting that. We're gonna be a tighter cast, uh, and then once people start listening, we can stop giving a fuck and go long form. Rest on our laurels. Hey, I don't know if I have that kind of time, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> So that's that's the new plan. Uh, we got a we got a jam packed episode. J- well, jam packed mostly because we're shooting for half an hour now, <laughs> so we're really cutting our time down. Yeah, but, but kind of still fitting the uh, same amount of content in half the time. Roughly the same amount of content, so we're gonna keep it short and simple. And with that, uh, Devin's got some games to talk about. All right, we're skipping the news today because nothing yeah, no really's fresh, gone on. No fresh news today. So last week. Quantum Break came out on the Xbox One, and mm. I bought it. I beat it, hundred percent. Got all the collectibles, did everything on normal, because I like to play normal first then hard. But I don't really feel the need to go back to this one, Rick. Yep, it's um, that is the word on the street. It's interesting. They tried to do a lot of cool things, like that TV show thing, which honestly. So the TV show had about 25% of its content actually matter to the game. Like you need to I watch it. There was a lot of side characters. Yeah, but there's things. about 25% where you actually need to watch it or else the game. So mm-hmm. Act 1 ends at point A and Act 2 starts at point C. Right in that yeah. episode is 25% of what gets you from those two points. So if you decide, hey, I'm just going to skip it and not waste 20 minutes... You have no idea how you just got somewhere, and that's I mean, how they that, do you. That's true, but you can't really fault them for that. the The TV show was always an integral part of the game. Yeah, but so if you're I gonna make it integral, I can't get mad about make the whole them. episode matter and not twenty five percent. True. And then here's side true. characters who actually, some of them don't ever show up in the game, and the two that do, they don't even have. Uh, they're not literally in the game. They don't have faces. They have masks, so they don't have to do the whole body thing. Yeah, I've I've kind of heard some some mixed reviews on the show itself. So that's 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 another issue is if you're gonna make a player sit for twenty minutes and watch your TV show, you better make sure that it's it's good. It's a good show. Yeah, and it, I've heard that it's it's it kind of resembles like a, a basic cable soap opera type yep. situation. And so, which is you know, my whole thing great. with it is you got to go one or the other. Either you got to dedicate it to the main story where you need to watch it and just take it all in or you need it to be about those side characters just to enhance the world but make it optional you can't 
dip in a little bit and then screw us over. Right. Because it's like I don't always want to – because the chapters are short. They're not that long. And so then I have to spend 20 minutes to watch an episode that I might want to just go on to the next uh, act and then go back to watch the episode later. Yeah. But I couldn't do that. I had to wait because I like to take the whole story in. Now, we've – you and I have both been monitoring – the uh, the Xbox One subreddit a little bit since the game has come out, uh, and one of their biggest uh, circle jerk sessions has been about how all the people who rated it low, people like Giant Bomb, Jeff Gersman, gave it a two out of five, uh, and they say they're playing the game wrong. That that the game is not a cover shooter; it's a powers type shooter, and so you shouldn't be taking cover in the game. You should be stringing together all of your powers. Do you agree with that, or do you disagree? I agree, uh, just because, so let's just talk about gameplay. The gunplay is not very good. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, oh boy, it's kind of hard to put into words because I, mediocre, I don't know if it's the right word, but it, well, I guess so. It's bland, it's mediocre, it's, it's a lot of things. Uh, there's not a lot of variety in the guns. There's like 10 different guns, but they all do the same. They're either a single shot, a burst, or a rifle. I mean, not or an automatic. Mm-hmm. And so this whole game has these cool time powers. And part of the story is that this organization has spent a, a decade to make weapons to work when there's these time ruptures. Why right. didn't they make cool weapons? Why do they just make handguns and assault rifles? Is, is the gunplay, the reason it's mediocre, is it because the gunplay isn't tight or because it's not interesting? Because Spec Ops The Line had mediocre gunplay. But that's because the gunplay was very run-of-the-mill and boring. The gunplay was still tight, and it still felt good to use the weapons. Is that a, is what is the issue with Quantum Break? The weapons don't feel mm, good. They feel like Alan Wake had. I think Alan Wake had great weapon, like feel. They feel too. fine. Um, I like right off the bat, you have to screw around with sensitivity and like auto aim mm. and all this to actually make it feel good. I heard it was a little floaty. Yeah, it is. Um, I hate that in shooters. I really do. So once you mess around, it's fine, but it's just so boring. And there's like, there's no grenades. Cover shooting doesn't work that well because it's an automatic thing. So, I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be a cover shooter. It's just there if you need to heal up or anything. Right. But the gunplay is just not good. So, yeah, I agree. You need to string the powers together to make it interesting. But, I mean, even then, you can put some enemies in like a time bubble which you can shoot and then it explodes and it does damage mm-hmm. or you can zip zip and zoom around the map um and that's really the gist of the time powers i mean do the time powers feel that much better than the shooting because their their big argument was that the game the, the combat gets a bad rap and the you know the game is like essentially perfect and people hitting on the combaters aren't playing it right it's a uh, it's fancy looking mm. i heard the game does look especially considering it's an xbox one game it's visually like, looks very good it looks like a high production type of thing it's visually stunning and all this mm. so the powers look cool when you really get down to it are they cool mm, not really right. yeah. in fact i i don't know i expected more than just being able to zip around, just do a little time bubble that doesn't work on all the enemies, but some of them. And what was oh, you get a shield where you heal yourself in, mm-hmm. and that's those are the three main powers. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm not uh, I'm really just pretty disappointed because the the gameplay of Remedy games never really mattered that much to me. I was always in it for the dank story, and like in a game like Max Payne, you kind of got the best of both worlds because it had great gameplay and it had a great story. Uh, Alan Wake had pretty good gameplay, and an, I think Alan Wake is their best story they've ever done. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and then. But the, 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 the gameplay was a little bit kind of samey, but I was okay with it because I was mostly in it for the story. Quantum Break, it sounds like it's kind of got meh, good gameplay, and an even more meh story. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I was pretty hyped for it, and now I'm, I don't think I'm going to buy it, especially considering I was going to get it on PC. Um, and that's been a whole mess. Uh, their, I forget what they call it, their Universal Windows connection. I don't know if that's right. It's Universal Windows something uh, where they're putting a bunch of their new Xbox One titles onto yeah. PC. They haven't done a good job of it yet. Actually, I take, I do take that back. Killer Instinct actually runs pretty flawlessly uh, on the PC. But Gears of War Ultimate Edition, tons of issues on launch. It wasn't work. People couldn't play online. There was all kinds of stuff. Now, Quantum Break, uh, terrible optimization, um, lots of graphics issues, uh, people aren't getting their codes sent out at the right times, like you were supposed to get a, a PC copy if you bought the Xbox version, people had to wait over a week wow. to get their huh. PC copy of the game. So like, if you were someone who owned an Xbox and a PC, you were like, well, I'll play it on PC, but I'll buy the Xbox one so I can have both. Because I don't think it went both ways. I don't think if you bought the PC one, you got the Xbox one. I didn't even know they were doing that. I think maybe I heard about it, but I completely forgot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're don't, if you not going to play it on PC, it's kind of something you're like, yeah, whatever. So a bunch of people who were going to play on PC who didn't really want to play the Xbox one first bought the Xbox one and then found out, oh, by the way, you have to wait, you know, like a week to play it on the PC. If you if you played if you bought it that way, it was still on the Windows Store on digital day one. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been a mess. the The PC version is is not yeah yeah not I great. heard not great at all, and it doesn't even look that good considering like it's it's got it's got Batman uh, Arkham. What's the new? What's the latest Batman? Arkham Knight that got really fucked on PC. Arkham Knight. It's kind of like Arkham Knight Syndrome. Like, certain things that shouldn't huh. look bad just look terrible on the PC one. I've seen screenshots. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing patches to fix some I stuff know up. I know prior to the game coming patches, out, people, like, it was a lot but, worse. And then day one, some of the stuff got fixed. So, yeah. Yeah, there's supposed to be more patches coming down the pipe. I've, I've seen yeah, some clear stuff about it's, that. Uh, it's still. Over you know, a week now. The it's This is looking yep. like games for Windows Live all over again. And I'm not happy about it because this means there's going to be yep. games that I just uh, can't on the play. Side though, Rick, if you don't use the Windows like interface to get into the game, uh, you get a pirate patch over the main character mm -hmm. because you are a filthy pirate. Oh, I saw yep. that. You're a, so you're that a was a cheeky pirate. little you're thing. A dirty pirate boy. I did like that. Yep. Cheeky little remedy troll there. That so known for. to wrap I, it I up, I played it through. Story was fine. Like it wasn't sp anything special. It was, it was a time travel story. It had a lot of what you'd expect type of stuff. But at the same time, their version of the time travel story I didn't really mix with. 
the concept that no matter what you do in the timeline, everything's still going to play out the same. And I'm like, well, what? I don't, mm, why? But uh, gameplay, gunplay mediocre. Yeah. Powers were, they look cool. They're kind of fun, but it gets stale towards the end. Um, and then what was anything else left on that bad boy? Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about yeah. Quantum Break. I guess I haven't played it. I have not. I've been following the PC version, and from what I've heard, and from what I've heard just on the game itself, it's not something I'm really interested in buying anymore. Uh, yeah, I'll get I, it when it's cheaper. It's kind of like and try it out for uh, myself. Order eighteen eighty six thing. When people bought it for twenty bucks, they liked it mm-hmm. because they, yeah, they expected less, yeah. something less. That's what and it's they worth. didn't pay much for it, so they enjoyed it. It's that type of thing. It's fun. I can't say like right. it was bad or anything. If I were to give it a score, I'd give it like a three out of five, a little bit above average. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, well, that wraps up Quantum Break then. A little yeah, bit disappointing. Um, Alan Wake in 2. In seven to ten years, we'll get another Remedy title. Alan Wake 2 will finally redeem There's a lot of little Alan Wake uh, stuff everything. in the game. Like we just got to hold on One of the characters had a signed copy of Alan Wake's book and all this little cheeky things. Yeah, I'm probably going to Google that secret Alan Wake trailer or whatever it, it is. Yeah, they, it's not much. It's Alan Wake narrating a little thing. It doesn't really say much, but it's just called The Return. Yeah, but if it's in there, that means... I just want to see it so I can just get a little validation oh, that Alan Wake 2 is coming. Oh, because man. God knows I need it. And now, I think we talked about this last week. Now that Quantum Break is kind of flops... Yeah. Definitely going to be Alan Wake 2 next, not Quantum Break I think Break I read it did sell. I think it's <laughs> Xbox Silver One's best-selling new IP, but I don't think that means much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure tons of people bought it. It's an Xbox. It's it's like the only Xbox Yeah, but Xbox if that's the title they're they using, like, then I don't know if it's, it's all going got. to sell enough for them to warrant Quantum Break 2 or just want to go for that Alan Wake 2, which I hope it's Alan Wake 2. I almost can't blame the Xbox boys for jerking the game <laughs> yeah. off so much. They don't have much it, else uh, to be excited about. It was interesting. It was an interesting experiment. So, with that, Rick, you ready to move on to the main topic of the show? All right. Yes, so, we yes. this Let's week, uh, Tuesday the 12th, Dark Souls 3 came out, and your boy Devin bought it. Been playing it ever since I got home yesterday. So... Yes. So and this you, topic you is just going to so be about the Dark Souls series, including Demon Souls, Bloodborne. We're just going to talk about the Souls series. But first, I'll, uh, I'll get into a little Dark Souls 3. Give you a little tip. So, Wax it is course. what you expect. It's more Dark Souls. There's not a lot different in it. There's a few new little cheeky mechanics. But the gist of it, it is more of the Dark Souls you know and the Dark Souls you want. It has the same director as all the other ones except for Dark Souls 2. So Miyazaki, this is his final Dark Souls game. And so there's a lot of criticisms about 2. And I know one of the criticisms was just like enemy design and the way they're just dumped into the game. Uh, so this, I was paying attention, this yeah. game doesn't have that issue. Uh, I was looking into it like you would get just mobs and mobs of enemies that were not balanced correctly. They're just regular enemies jumped in there. In Dark Souls 3, it's as you expect. If there's a mob of 10 enemies, they all take two hits. They're nothing to be scared of. 
but they're there because it spices up the combat. And Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing that I think, it's not a big deal, I don't feel, but I know a lot of people are going to be bummed out about it. The game is a lot, it's the most linear Dark Souls game. So Dark Souls 1 is known for having that map that's just a massive web that all connects back to you, everything. Uh, Dark Souls 3, not so much. It's more of a linear-esque map with here you can, you're in this area, there's a whole optional area you can go to. And then you got to go back on the path of where you need to go. But within that linear system, each individual small map does have that sort of weaving web here and there. It's just, uh, it doesn't have that same feel of this just massive area that you know at some point you're going to come back here because it's just going to wrap right through. So I don't know, Rick, how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, so I haven't played Dark Souls 3 yet, but Dark Souls 1 definitely has a very open feel to it, and I think that's maybe why it's considered the best in the series. Although, I don't know if people played enough 3 yet to say for sure that 3 isn't better. But uh, I will say, 2, I think you were exactly right. The biggest reason people maybe weren't as big of a fan of it uh, was definitely it wasn't the the enemy design was part of it, um, but I think it was more encounter design than the enemies themselves. The enemies themselves weren't necessarily bad. What was bad was the way that From Software used the enemies in two. Um, in Dark Souls One, in particular, had very smart design uh, when it came to encounters. It it felt like each group of enemies was meticulously planned. So that they they generally thought of like okay how can the player get through this or how can we well how can we position this to make it hard for the player but not cheap hard. Dark Souls two had a lot of moments where you would just get jumped out of nowhere and you would just die and you were kind of like well I don't feel good about that death because I had no agency yeah. in preventing it and that's one of the big things about the Dark Souls series that they kind of pride themselves on and Demon Souls too is that every death yeah. is your fault there's something you could have done to make that death you need to learn from it and you didn't do it right and in dark souls 2 what you learned was okay when i walk into this room there's a guy to my left who's going to swing his sword down on an off off screen yeah and you just knew then to block to the left the next time you went through and that's not necessarily dark great souls 2 uh um, it, it definitely feels like they're like hey this game's famous for being difficult Let's make it difficult, but they didn't do it the right way. They just dropped in enemies. They focused right. yeah, just that's... wrong. But besides the enemy design, I think Dark Souls 2 is still... Even with the bad enemy design, Dark Souls 2 is still a pretty good game. Uh, a lot of people complained about the fast travel system and how it made the world feel less cohesive. I can understand that, that complaint. Uh, fast traveling was an essential part of Dark Souls 2, whereas in Dark Souls 1, um, it was the yeah. option. And it has you to could do warp, with... But you didn't have to warp. And in fact, the world, it was... Unless you were jumping large distances, warping was not even necessary because the shortcut, were, the shortcuts were so well designed that you could get to those areas you had to get back to. Yeah, and so that, back to my question... 
with so Dark Dark Souls one was a weeb a web of shortcuts and all this, so you didn't need yes. to warp. Whereas in later games, the warping system, like in three, is something you need because it's a linear direction. There's no if I go right. back to a starting area, I have to go through the whole game again to get where I'm at right now. So I have to warp. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, ever since Dark Souls one, the franchise has not has never matched the world design that Dark Souls one had. Uh, Dark Souls one, the world the world they made there is so the geometry of it is so complex. And some of it may be impossible. I don't actually, I haven't examined it entirely. But the way they designed it uh, was absolutely perfect for creating this cohesive world that you feel like you're traveling through and like kind of weaving your way through and not just moving in a line. Yeah, and so with the Soul series, because there's not a lot of gap between two, Bloodborne and three. So I don't think they gave themselves enough time. But at the same time, Bloodborne is closer to that map design. There's a lot more weaving in Bloodborne oh, and Bloodborne because Miyazaki and his team did not go on to do Dark Souls 2. They went on to do Bloodborne for a few years. They had the time to make a map mm-hmm. that closer rivaled one. I think out of all the games, I don't really, I haven't played Demon Souls, but Demon Souls started this off. But the two games that stand out to me as like being revolutionary for the series are one and Bloodborne because Bloodborne did take that formula and do it right but then advanced with new abilities, which Dark Souls 3 takes almost directly from. Like, all the ideas that Dark Souls 3 have started with the new things in Bloodborne. Okay, yeah, see, I haven't played Bloodborne yet. Uh, I plan to, but I haven't played it yet. Um, Yeah, I definitely think Dark Souls 1 was, like, the start of something very different and very important for the series. Some people would go as far as to say Demon Souls was really where all that stuff started um and a lot of people consider demon souls the best in the series i've played demon souls i like it it's good um i don't necessarily think it beats dark souls one um demon souls doesn't have that cohesive world really it's a hub world um it's very well designed and i think for its time uh it was definitely very impressive but, yeah, I, I, I don't see the argument that Demon Souls the Dark is the Souls best. 1 had the I, luxury of we already figured something out. Now we can just improve upon it. We don't have to start from scratch. Right, they refined it. Yeah, and they definitely did refine it. I think, I think, I think Dark Souls 1 is, is the perfect, the A1 kind of Miyazaki experience. Yeah, it's an excellent game. I haven't um, beaten it, but I plan to go back because... It's it's the it's the only when one I, I started Dark Souls one I didn't get it I didn't understand why mm-hmm. I wanted to play it was fun I had a good time but I just didn't get the yeah. game at all really I didn't even play it right looking back I'm like what was I thinking but after I got Bloodborne <laughs> and I'm like oh, this I like the setting this gothic universe I'll give it a shot and that's when I connected and I I understood what makes the Soul series so good and it's because it it's rewarding, but not like, oh, I've completed something. It's rewarding because you take everything you know and you learn and you learn and you struggle. And then you get a genuine, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, 
Yeah, a genuine sense of, sense of accomplishment because you've actually earned this. You didn't just play this game. You struggled. You had to figure it out. You had to strategize. You had to do all this. And the game didn't hold your hand at all. Right. It treats you yeah. like you're intelligent and that you can do this and they don't need to tell you how to do it. And that's why I think that's why I think people like this series is because it it's different from what you get anymore. Most games treat you like your baby yeah, and the Dark Souls does not and it as long Miyazaki's not gonna work on them, so new Dark Souls, which will happen, probably will treat you like a baby. Yeah, there's there's going to be new Dark Souls games after three. I can almost yeah, guarantee it. Pe- people uh, buy it. And it's they're not gonna be good. People are gonna buy it, but they're not yep. gonna be good games. Um the only game the way that gets flack is the only game that Miyazaki didn't make. So I think that tells you everything that you need to know. That guy is the yeah. vision behind this. And it's going to be hard to find someone who can take the vision, mold it in their own way, because Dark Souls 2 took the Dark Souls 1 engine and just kind of just hears more. Bloodborne here's more and 3 it, but not each made good. some small advances. Yeah, I mean, I generally don't like to say that an entire, like, dev team is is one person, like, or is, like, you know, one person is that dev studio. But, in I mean, we saw it with Dark Souls. We have proof of it. Dark Souls 2 was not Miyazaki, and Dark Souls 2 is definitively the yeah. weakest in the series by quite a Bloodborne and margin. 3 don't make those and mistakes. And then we saw them come back with, yeah, Bloodborne and 3 had Miyazaki, and the results speak for themselves. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. I want to talk about the two. Now they're not that big, but kind of the biggest new things in three that I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. So they have a new. It's kind of like a mana system. It's called Focus, where you yeah I'm yeah very you excited use your spells can use it, but also all your weapons now have a skill, and skill takes from that focus, and you can still use the skill mm-hmm. if your focus has been drained, but it just doesn't do the extra damage, and so. Yeah, I will say Dark Souls. If if Dark Souls One has has an Achilles heel, it's that the way they handled magic in Dark Souls One was not the best. The way they handled range yeah. in general in Dark Souls One was not the best. Archers can also be included in that list. There was literally no reason to play a ranger in that game at all. Uh, but I, I like that your. So if I understand it correctly, your your Estus flasks can double as mana restoration yeah, so right but it takes an estus yep. from your pool to so restore like right your mana. now i have eight estus flasks i can dedicate them however i want mm-hmm. to as many health or mana flasks i'm a warrior right. i don't really need the mana so i just go eight mm-hmm. health flasks but if i was a mage i might want to do three health five mana if i feel confident i'm not going to be right. hit okay that's interesting i like that actually a lot because the, the 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 magic was a bit needlessly complicated in Dark Souls. Like it had a certain number of charges, and you had to rest yeah. the bonfire to restore your charges. But if you were a mage, obviously you rested the bonfire, yep. the enemies all come back. So it's like, what's the point? You know. So you really you still had to be a warrior. You had to be. You had to be yeah. You had to be need. Well, you could roll full mage, but it was just the early game was very difficult. I think, and you had to be very careful about what you used mm-hmm. magic on and it just made it neat it, it, it made being a mage not fun it wasn't fun i don't think yeah. to play a mage you hybrid was okay but being a full-blown like mage 
Darthold wasn't. I didn't like it. What I so I like that they're making yeah. magic a bit. And more it's nice that if you're not using magic, its focus still matters to you because you get those skills now. Mm. So like, one of right. my swords has its basic light attack, heavy attack, but then I have a skill attack where I run and dash forward and then stab them, and that takes and it does extra damage. Oh. Or there's a skills where. That's cool. That's cool that there's there's stuff. To yeah, do the where it's now. a spinning attack. It's, more than just blocking uh, even shields have <laughs> skills some of them they have a bash attack uh do they was there shield um uh parrying parrying yeah yes. i can't remember it's been a while pa- yeah par- parrying parrying has always been a okay. big part it's, of dark souls it's um, a, well it's not really a skill it takes the skill slot from for some shields but it doesn't use skill points mm-hmm. but um yeah the parry the parry's been around yeah uh, but I, I like some of the the, the idea of having yeah, some I, don't, I could, couldn't remember because I played Bloodborne and Bloodborne the entire game's built around the fact that there's no shield so it's all about dodging mm-hmm. so it's been a while since right. I played Dark Souls the other thing I like so now bosses drop a special soul when you defeat them and so this is for this is a beginner tip do not consume that soul for just basic souls eventually you're going to get this uh, special vendor who takes the the boss's soul from you in exchange for an item he'll like have here's three items associated to this one soul you can exchange your soul for one of these three items Devin, i hate to uh i hate to burst your bubble my boy but is it? <laughs> that's been in all of them <laughs> really yeah uh i it not not that not in that exact same way but in dark souls one every soul was tied to a weapon you could craft really yeah, you're not supposed to consume boss souls. I don't even remember or getting boss souls. items in general. Yeah. But then again, every, I, well, every... I did play it like a goob. I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, every every boss has a soul, and you're not supposed to consume those souls. I don't... Well, I mean, you can. I don't say you're not supposed to, but... It's not beneficial. I don't know if they were all associated with weapons, but they were all associated with something. Like, you could do something <laughs> with the souls after the fact. Um... And generally, it was pretty beneficial to you to do so, but it was it took a little bit of work to get it done. So obviously, there's the trade-off of do I want just a butt ton of souls or do I want to work a little bit and get this item or whatever it whatever it is. I feel I feel like some of it was armor. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't remember. It's that. not just weapons; it's item, it's armor and uh, weapons and items in general. But you get to yeah. pick now. It's here's a pull. I don't think you got a choice. What you can use so like one of the souls. I could get a ring that every hit, every successful hit generates my health, or I can get a club out of it. And there was one other item I think I mm. saw that I could get out of that one soul. That's pretty dope. So huh? I didn't realize I that, that was already in there. My B. I don't. Yep. <laughs> it's so I don't think because Bloodborne I don't think had that system at all. I don't believe they dropped I don't special know. souls. Mm. I could be wrong. Mm. It's been a year, but it just seemed new. So, all right, then the only new thing is skills, which are, if you've played Bloodborne, aren't that new because in Bloodborne, every weapon comes with a special form, and that's kind of where they took that from. Pretty cool, though, nonetheless. As someone who, well, as someone who hasn't played Bloodborne, Bloodborne also only had, like, a very small number yeah. of weapons in general compared to something like Dark Souls 3, which has a lot more weapons. So I think I think Dark Souls 3 probably does weapon diversity, you know, a lot better than Bloodborne. But then I, I guess, yeah, Bloodborne had the trick. It had, like, the two forms, so I don't know. I still think Dark Souls 3 does weapon diversity a little better. 
Yeah. There's uh, there's so many weapons that I have yet to find really the one that I want to use. I kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, this works for right now, but I know there's probably something out there that I'm going to like more, so I haven't upgraded my weapons too much. Right. Whereas Bloodborne, early on, like, this weapon feels right, and I know there's not going to be a weapon that does the same type of thing. So you so, just kind of stick with it. Yeah. Right. And so that's, uh, that's all I have to say about Dark Souls 3. I'm liking it a lot. Besides that linear map, which I don't think is that big a deal because the gameplay is still there. It just doesn't loop around the way you are used to. But honestly, mm-hmm. it hasn't done it the same as Dark Souls 1 ever. So, Right. I think if you like Dark Souls, you're going to like Dark Souls 3 Dark a lot. Souls 3. Totally. All right. Let's wrap it up. We're at over 30 minutes. All this right. Is the, this has been the new and improved uh, <laughs> shorter void cast. Yep, we just we get in there and we, we get, get out. Yep. We don't dilly dally. We don't dilly dally around. We're in, we're out, we're out the door. We give you something for your tight butthole that you can yep. use for just a little bit because uh, we realize that if we go too long, people are going to feel like it's daunting. This no is something. It's like an episode of TV. It's once a week. It's yep. a little something for you to for you to just chew enjoy. On. You can chew on it on the way to work or the yeah. way home from work. Like a like a fat dinger. Like a real fat dinger. Alright. You can follow us at V E underscore Voidcast on the Twitter. On Twitter. Uh we got it iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. iTunes we just look vo- look up Voidcast. We show up. We're like the number three thing. Uh YouTube Void Entertainment. If you're looking for episode twelve, it's not on there because Rick uh <laughs> is doing some shady stuff. I went a little wild with the licensed music. <laughs> yeah. Uh that might bite us in the butt one day. We may Worth. get sued. We're looking forward to that. Well, that's I'm I'm good to go, Rick. Yep. Episode thirteen in the books, uh in the paint, uh in the annals of history. Uh, We will see you all next week with episode 14, uh, where you can finally, Devin is going to show off his cock, and we'll make the thumbnail. So come on by next week. It's too small Uh, to be on the thumbnail. (laughs) Ain't no one going to see it. To get a nice shot of Devin's dinger. The frosted dinger. Frosted dinger. See you next week, everybody. Try not to die.